gather and space gathering for these Sunday platforms to affirm our values and commit to a better world. So I want to welcome those of you who are here in the hall and those who are watching now on Zoom and those who are catching the recording later. If you're on Zoom, please check the chat for a welcome message and various tips from Paul Baker, our Zoom chat usher this morning. If you're here in the hall and would like an assistive listening device, please check with the sound team in the back. If you're visiting here for the first time, uh, or not the first time in person, please stop by the welcome table after platform today to speak to our greeter or to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas. Those of you visiting online now or later, we invite you to send an email to Maceo at maceot at ethicalsociety.org. That's M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org or to fill out a connection request form, a connection form, which you can find on our website at tiny.cc slash westconnects. Today's platform will be a bit shorter than usual to allow time for our spring campaign community potluck and bake sale, beginning at 11.30, followed by the spring membership meeting from 1 to 2.30 this afternoon. And so I will now check the Zoom chat to see who's attending remotely this morning. Let's see how we're doing here. Oh, we got lots of hellos. Um, let's see. Ah, Laura DeShulo is listening to Zoom as she walks to Wes. That's a good, I like that. It's a good combination. Um, we have hellos from Shirley Storms. Trish Wheel says, I wish I could be with all of you in person this morning, and good morning anyway. Um, Bonnie Johnson, hello fellow West members. Uh, saying good morning, saying hello after 34 years of membership. <laughs> That's wonderful. So let's see who else. We have lots of hellos. Kristen Hunter. Hi, got garden dirt under my fingernails this morning, so all is right in my world, she says. Happy to add Wes to my morning. All right, lots of good things. And so we have, oh, wonderful to see folks here. It is good to connect and to share this time together. Opening words this morning are from Marianne Williamson. Inner peace doesn't come from getting what we want, but from remembering who we are. Today's opening song is One and Many, written by Noel Paul, Noel Paul Stuckey, uh, performed by Laura Weiss and David Addis, and the recording is about four minutes long. Mostly we sit by 
Each week, we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. And I encourage you to take this opportunity to say the words aloud in the midst of the community. You can read it here in person or make a recording that will be included in a future platform. I am very pleased to welcome today's reader, Randy Myers, my husband. Randy has been a member of WES since 2016. He was on the Community Relations Committee, which developed the Community Relations Pact. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, all. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We, uh, we joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Randy. As Randy lights our community candle, I invite everyone to join in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us 
the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Thank you. Let us enter now into the centering time of our platform. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. As we continue our time of contemplation, I invite you to close your eyes or soften your gaze, to relax any tension in your body, and to notice your connection with the floor that supports you. Maybe your feet are touching the floor as you sit or stand, or maybe your chair connects you with the floor. In your mind's eye, travel through the floor, down, down into the earth that supports you in the place where you are. Imagine that you have roots that seek water and nourishment in the cool, dark soil. These roots remember, they remember where we have come from. They remember that we are living beings, one with the planet. These roots remember that each one of our lives begins and ends within just a few feet of the surface of the earth. Bring your mind's eye back up through the roots, up through the foundations, up through the floor. Bring your awareness to your feet, to your legs, to your hips, to your torso, to your arms, to your shoulders, to your head. Your whole body is part of a larger system of life, turning and renewing, breathing in and breathing out the same air as plants and animals. With one more nourishing breath, let us contemplate our rootedness and our relatedness. We continue our meditation in silence and in the music that follows.
Today's reading is excerpted from the blog post, Listening, Listening, Reaction versus Response, by English language trainer Michael Bruman. One of the most overlooked of communication skills is listening. By listening here, I'm referring to the ability to show that you are listening rather than the ability to understand. For the purpose of making a point here, I would like to divide listening into two categories, reactive and responsive listening. When we listen reactively, we are listening through our past, through our preconceived ideas, prejudices, and what we think we already know. Rather than being true listening, this is a reactive mechanism. We jump upon what the other person says without with our existing opinions, often suffocating their ideas before trying to understand them completely in that moment. This kind of listening can kill dialogue and exchange of information, and it can also ruin careers and relationships. The other kind of listening is responsive. When we listen responsively, we stop ourselves and allow the other person's ideas to exist in the moment. Instead of assuming that we have heard something like this before, we actually allow the other person's words to take on their own life and meaning. We take time to evaluate what the other person is saying and think carefully before responding. This is, this is especially true if we're talking about proposals, ideas, or serious suggestions. A response should be an authentic partner to the original statement rather than an attempt to demonstrate what we know or to enforce our own ideas. It takes a considerable amount of practice and discipline to get into the habit of responsive listening, but the more you can achieve it, the more others will appreciate you as a communicator and conversational partner. Our platform speaker today is Casey Slack. Hey. Wow, hi. <laughs> You're at tables, that's weird. <laughs> like somebody set that up. There's this concept in poker called being on tilt. It's in a lot of different card-based games. I will confess that I know it from competitive Magic the Gathering. Being on tilt is about you mess up, and then you just keep messing up. You get so flustered by the situation that you keep making bad decisions in the game that you're playing. If a poker player or a magic player or what have you is on tilt, they make silly mistakes. They're in their way. I think we get like that in conversation too, in life, in fact. Sometimes I'll be going about my day and I will have 
made some kind of weird mistake early on. I forgot to take my meds. I forgot to put on my testosterone. I forgot to have coffee. That last one's a real killer. And now everything I do feels just a little bit wrong. I feel like I'm tripping constantly through my day. And it is really easy from that place to make the kind of mistake that hurts somebody. Right? Maybe it's not a big scale hurt, but it's also really easy to get in a car accident from that place, right? Drive while your brain is chaotic in DC. That could be a real problem very fast. If your job is like mine, where you are responsible for listening to and caring for really sensitive stuff in people's lives, if you're distracted, if you're somewhere else, you can miss a really important piece of communication. It makes it hard to be present with people. And our society kind of encourages us to feel chaotic on the inside. You wanna be informed, so you get up and you have your coffee, maybe you remember the coffee, and you also read the news in some way or another. Maybe you're a newspaper person. I have the displeasure of being a, a Twitter person. I, I can't quit, I don't know, I'm stuck. Uh, but you take in this information that is designed to make you a little messy on the inside, right? Newspaper subscriptions, clicks, right? The algorithm likes for you to feel a little messed up inside. You spend more money when you feel messed up inside. That's the news, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. But it's also every advertisement you ever see, which pokes at you and says, you're not enough. You need to buy this thing so that you might be enough. We walk around getting stabbed with stuff that makes us go on tilt all the time. And then we bring it to each other, right? You go home at the end of a bad day and you make a snappy remark to your partner because you're stressed about something else and they're there. I'd love to say that I never do this. <laughs> I am lucky to have a very patient spouse. It is easy. It is easy to get mean with the people we're closest to. It's easy to come here on Sunday or go to a meeting throughout the week and you are already irritated about something else. And then it's not exactly how you would like it to be. Something is wrong, somebody says a word you don't like, somebody behaves in a way that makes you feel a little itchy. And then maybe you are reactive. Maybe you are angry. And you just bring the anger with you. That is among the mo most human things you could conceivably do. It is normal in a world like the one we have, in bodies like the ones we have, with frayed little nervous systems like we all have, to get reactive. But part of the practice of being together is to remember how to calm down. To remember that we care too much for one another and for our collective project, to let our anger, our stress, our frayed nerves have the last word in how we behave towards each other. In each and every congregation I have ever been anywhere close to, <clears throat> this behavior is the absolute worst towards the end of May and beginning of June when we are having our annual meetings and talking about our budgets. 
money makes all of us really stressed out. That is unfortunate, but true. Money makes us stressed out. Most of us are not practiced at talking about money clearly. It's not what we're enculturated to. How many of us learned growing up that one of the most inappropriate things you could ask someone was how much money they made? Yeah, that's almost uniform, right? People here from various class backgrounds all learned that how much money do you have is an inappropriate question. But at least once a year, we have to all pool our money and then say, how much money do we have? Is it any surprise that we get stressed out and weird to each other around these things? I don't think so. Sometimes we're wrong, right? Sometimes we say something from the best place we can at the moment, and it is the wrong thing. I was so stressed out when I first got here nine, ten months ago now. So stressed out because I had just moved across the country and then my mother-in-law died. Yeah, I didn't tell you then because it was too open. And it wasn't really mine to tell. I had moved across the country from a position in which I was mostly not allowed to do my job, if I am honest with you. In the congregation I previously served, I wasn't so much as allowed to see the budget before they passed it. I wasn't allowed to touch checks until somebody else signed them. I'm having a really different time here. In my previous congregation also, the membership didn't trust me, wouldn't trust me. No matter how much I made myself available, no matter how much I pushed through my own boundaries to be available for them. And so I came to you a little raw. And when I meant to say, my brain cannot switch tasks fast enough for you to give me a phone call while I'm in the middle of something else, what I did say sounded to a lot of you like, do not speak to me. I am sorry. This will be maybe the third time some of you have heard this. I said it last week. I said it in my email message. I said it today. Some of you are getting it for a fourth time. <laughs> some of you are getting it for a fifth time. I've been saying this a lot lately. Because I'd like to show you that you can say the wrong thing and then say that you're sorry and do something else. That you can make a mistake in communication and hear where the mistake was and do work to repair it. I wanna talk to you. I like talking to you. How many of you have gotten to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me at any point? Did I try to stay longer than maybe I should have in that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see, I see John giving me a thumbs up, but I remember sitting in there for two hours with you. <laughs> it's not the amount of time I planned, but it was the right amount. I really, I prefer the talking to you and getting to know you parts of this job to the doing the budget parts extremely. <laughs> Significantly, I did not get into this to do the, the numbers. I can do it, I'm okay. But. If I don't schedule time to talk to you, I will forget to do the rest of that stuff. If I am in the middle of my administrative tasks and my phone rings, I will forget what was happening. I also am a millennial who fundamentally finds the phone ringing to be like kind of anxiety inducing. So if I don't know that it's gonna happen, I just kind of go, ah! and then I'm not my best self. <laughs> So I want us to work together to be our best favorite selves together. To be the next thing we can be. And some of that requ requires us to take a deep breath and try to listen from our responsive place instead of our reactive place. This first year of our time together has, for me, been an exercise in learning to trust. 
my previous position, it was really common that one person would get angry, would send a kind of mean email, and then the board would get mad at me also because somebody was unhappy. It has taken so much work for me to trust that if somebody is unhappy, the board is going to work with me and we're going to figure out what an appropriate response is. I didn't have a staff to work with in my previous position. So if something came, it came to me and there was nobody to think with. So it's been a project of learning to trust that I can bring where I don't know all the answers. It's a really good process. It feels really good to trust you. I hope that you can trust me too. I hope that if something has happened in the course of this past year, or before I even got here, that made it hard for you to trust me or someone in my position, you can take a deep breath, write an email, say, hey, Casey, can we have some time to talk? And I'll say yes, and we will find a time. And then we will talk for probably longer than I scheduled. I hope that you can extend that to each other too. That if somebody says something during response time, which sidebar is not happening today, and you feel like, you know, that didn't hit me right, that you can say, hey, can we talk? And you can try to hear each other. We're all coming from actually pretty different places, right? We all grew up in different houses, in different bodies. Many of those houses weren't even in the same area of the country or the world. Many of those houses were at remarkably different times. Many of you have children who are my age. That's different. And I grew up in a really different house than the ones you ran. But we can hear each other. We can respect each other's locations and opinions and presence in the world. And we can find where we agree and work from there instead of getting so focused on where we don't agree that all we can do is fight. Now that, that doesn't mean we're never gonna have a debate. Please continue to debate things. But our work is best done by remembering not that we are the same, but that we are pieces of the same puzzle. And that without any given piece, the picture is really different that you need the edge pieces as much as you need the ones in the middle, that when anyone is missing, the picture is different. And it's a really cool puzzle too, because you can add new pieces on and get a whole new, I'm stretching this metaphor, that's <laughs> professional metaphor killer. Um, <laughs> what I want for us is to get to celebrate that we are together, even when it's hard, maybe especially when it's hard. There were moments when I was working on this budget that sucks, where I felt alone. And it wasn't anybody's fault, it's just kind of my, uh, my own stuff that makes me feel alone. But also, at the end of the day, the decisions were mine, right? I could talk to the board and the finance committee and the staff all I wanted. I could talk to anybody all I wanted. But somebody had to say this or that. It had to be a choice in the way the system is set up. That's me, I make that choice. And it was hard and I cried a lot. Like a lot. How much did I cry? <laughs> for like weeks. <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I want you to feel bad for me. It's okay. That is part of the process. Sometimes I gotta cry. Sometimes you gotta cry. It is okay. I described my job to a friend recently. 
uh, as involving quite a bit of laying on the floor and crying. Uh, it's, an, it's an artistic process, even <laughs> when I'm doing a budget. <laughs> so cry sometimes and laugh sometimes, but know that you don't actually have to do it by yourself. I actually didn't do it by myself. I made the decisions, but I did it with so much support, so much care. Please remember that everybody who works here cares a lot about what happens here. This isn't just a paycheck for any of us. This is not the job you would pick if you just wanted a paycheck. I could make a lot of money doing something else. <laughs> we picked this because this matters. And you picked this because this matters. We just, can we all say that together? This matters. This matters. This matters. Wes matters. Wes matters. I matter to Wes. You matter to Wes. We do this together. We do this together. We do this together. We do this together. Let's not get on tilt. Let's listen from our responsive places. Let's try to remember that we all are here because we care about the work that we do together. We care about the community that we build together. We care about the past, present, and future of this community and the world around us. Let's remember why we're here that we love each other in a variety of ways. That this is a community, a big picture made out of the puzzle pieces of each of us. More beautiful, the more present we each can be. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Always a tough act to follow. <laughs> so, so, uh, so rich, always. For this morning's shortened format, uh, we will not be sharing reflections, individual reflections in the hall. Those of you who are here at West will have an opportunity to share with each other after the platform. And those who are attending remotely, feel free to share your thoughts of what resonated with you in this platform in the chat. And please enjoy today's musical response, Love Will Guide Us, as performed by Liz Carlson.
just as we share our perspective in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at WES, we split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. During the month of June, we are pleased to support the Rainbow History Project, also known as RHP. It was founded in Washington, D.C. in December, I'm sorry, in November 2000, with the mission to collect, preserve, and promote an active knowledge of the history, arts, and culture of metropolitan Washington, D.C.'s diverse LGBTQ plus communities. Their website invites everyone with an interest in LGBTQ plus history to use their online and physical collections. Anyone interested in using the collection is considered a researcher and all people are welcome. Let's all take a moment to prepare to respond to the invitation to generosity as we are able to donate online through the Simple Give system Org. To donate in person today, just place cash or a check in the basket at the back of the hall on your way out, and you can always send a check by mail. Thank you for your generosity. We will re now receive your gifts and the gift of music. Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this, create this morning's time together. Staff members, Andara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Tamana Barangi, Maceo Thomas, and Leah Morris. Musical recordings by Laura Weiss and David Addis, Sarah Jebian, Liz Carlson, Sandeep Das, Anisha Roy, and Bivakar Chaudhry and our platform production team, the tech team members, slide artists, Zoom chat usher, and in-person greeters, whose names you'll see on the closing credits slide. <clears throat> At the conclusion of the platform, please join the Washington Eating Society 
for our spring campaign community potluck and bake sale. Bake sale, did somebody say bake sale? Beginning at 11.30, followed by the spring membership meeting from 1 to 2.30. First though, uh, I wanna mention a thing or two upcoming in the life of our community. Next Sunday, June 11th, join us for the fourth in a series of lifelong learning at West adult education opportunities from 1230 to two in the West Social Hall. The title is, What is Capitalism? We will watch selections from the fourth episode of the 1619 Project docuseries focusing on capitalism, and then engage in small group discussions of the characteristics of American capitalism and its impact in black communities. Snacks will be provided. Very important, food. Always gotta feed people. And that's it for announcements for today. As always, you can find information about opportunities to connect in the weekly news and notes email. Be sure to scroll all the way down to the bottom of that message. And on the calendar page of Wes's website, ethicalsociety.org. Thank you all. Uh, there, one other small announcement. If you have not yet voted um, for the upcoming election, please do so before 1 p.m. And thank you all for being part of Platform today, whether in person, via Zoom, or watching later. I now invite you to join in singing our song of the month. A few last reminders before we leave. If you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. For those who wish to socialize online to reach virtual coffee hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. 
And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month of June. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, taking joy and pride in who we are and celebrating community in which we find more beautiful futures. Again, thank you all for joining today's platform, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.